going on, everybody? We'd like to welcome you to another episode of Crown Conversations, the podcast. This is your host, AJ. And this is your girl, Jenna. What's going on, Jenna? Hi, love. How, How are, are you? you? You real smiley and shit. <laughs> What's going on? I just slept good last night. It was sleep that got you Don't like that? Don't start that shit with me, Antonio. It was sleep. Sleep? It was sleep. It was, it was sleep. Did you sleep by yourself? I did. <laughs> you slept by yourself after. Okay, see. Nah, because see, but you I glowing and shit. <laughs> That's my moisturizer. Shh. Yeah, that after sex glow. <laughs> I clean my face. <laughs> it's the fact that you are accusing me. I slept good last night for real. Well, that's good. That's good. Me too. I had a very problem free weekend. Me too. My week- weekend was really good. Yeah, I'm not doing anything to homecoming. Listen. Don't invite me out. Don't don't ask me. I went to a little kickback this weekend, a housewarming, but that was re- it was real chill. And see, the thing that's funny, people every time I be out, you know, to these little gatherings and stuff, people be wanting me to be on ten. No. I ain't on 10 every event. No. I got to preserve and reserve. That's why I look the way I look. <laughs> oh, that's why you look clean. You, gotta, you look fresh and smooth, friend. Fresh, clean, smooth, because you got to preserve and know when to let that shit unleash. Yeah. I'm unleashing that shit October 4th. Well, I know if I can't give 100% if I'm in the building and I just stay at home. I got you. I got yeah. you. But, yeah, that, that's Because then people start, Jenna, what's wrong with you? Ain't I... And Jenna, I'm not always on you? 10. I'm, the, the core of me is a chill-ass, yeah. vibey type people nigga. People don't get that, because I'm like that, too. People be like, ah, uh-uh, you lying, you lying. No, I ain't got to lie. Like, the well, core not, of me is I chill. I mean, I'm not that chill, but, like, I know how to have a good time, but at times, I just like to be at home. And, and sometimes, I just like vibe. the vibe, because you don't want to be all that, that person that's always rah-rah, bouncing off the walls and like, shit. I don't it's a like, time and a place. Like, I don't like having company. I'm not a company person. So when people tell me they like about to pop up in my house, I'd be like, no, you're not. I was trying to say, what type of company are you talking about? Because I love company. No, I don't like company. Like, don't, no. You don't like company company or you don't like people just kicking it? It's a difference. Boy, you know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't mind a little. <laughs> you know, we don't mind a little. <laughs> I don't mind a little company. But no, like, <laughs> like friends, like, it's just, I, I have to be in the mindset yeah. of, like, you coming over to my space. Other than that, like, I can hang out, but. I like, feel you. No. So, we're going to go ahead and get into the jester of the week. Jester of the week, please. Please. Let, let's get into it. That damn. Takashi 69. That nigga singing like a damn canary. That motherfucker singing. I ain't never seen nobody snitch that hard in my life. And, you know, I didn't really give a damn. In the beginning, I mean, because, you know, street, yeah. street code is, you know, you're not supposed to snitch, blase, but I got it. But when the nigga started bringing up my cousin Jim Jones, I was like, hold, pump the brakes, nigga, pump when the brakes. he brought up my god sister Cardi. Cardi going to jail. No, she Not, not behind that, but she going to jail. No, the hell she ain't. Watch. I'm not fucking playing with you, Antonio. You know what? People love spewing just negativity. I don't get it's it. It's not negativity. It's with the facts. Going but we're we going to get back to Takashi. Is singing. she going to jail, Jim Jones, for the take his I'm talking about for something else. Though. She going to jail for getting them strippers oh, beat up. Oh, yeah. Well, she just handled that the wrong way. Yeah. I think how they going to have it set up is he's, he's going to get out shortly after. Okay. That boy going to have to go to another country. That boy going to have to get he's them tattoos. He's not ta- safe. He's going to have to get them tattoos removed. He gonna have to dye his hair back. He's, he gonna have to go back to what he. You seen the picture of him when he was in high school? He gotta get out the country. Yeah, like they gonna treat that man like that. Have you seen the movie Good Times? Mm-mm. I mean, not damn Good Times. I'm stupid. 
Goodfellas. Uh uh-uh, uh. It's the mafia movie. So he done the guy who um the main character in Goodfellas, he pretty much snitched on his whole on his whole my own his whole team and they had to ship him off. Like he was under the witness protection program. Yeah. Yeah, six nine is out like we're never gonna see him again after this. There's gonna be no more music. I mean, that's fine with me. Yeah, he wasn't like yeah, that's fine with Yeah, me. That, that's cool. But the life that he was trying to lead and live, it was because of over the with. game that he was in. Like yeah. now that we all know what like the the nitty gritty of this shit is, it was because of the game. They they were pimping his ass really, because he had to make money for the game, so it was pimping. Ah, so do you think with him being in the gang, do you? How do you think he got? You think that's how he got into the music game? You think yeah. the gang had ties into the music industry? I think he was approached. He took it. And ran with it. That's exactly what I think. Because I think he was probably already. I think I was reading somewhere he was like already in the situation when he was performing, mm-hmm. or when I was reading the transcript of him snitching. Right. I think he had said he was already rapping. Okay. But then he got approached by somebody in the gang. I think um shot a, a shooty or whatever the fuck his name is. Anyway, he got approached. He took that shit and he ran with it because he was supposed to make money for the gang. So while he was making, he was doing the shows, so forth and so forth. He was mm-hmm. making money. That shit was going to the gang, not him. Wow. I think that's like if if I'm reading correctly, mm-hmm. like I think that's how it was. He got TLC'd. TLC'd <laughs> to the umpteenth power, my nigga. Like, so, wow. Okay. And the fact that like Snoop Dogg and everybody saying like Meek Mill, like he's real deal Holyfield snitching. He's saying shit that we as like people that's not even in the gang supposed to know. Yeah. I can't deal. He gonna get his ass handed to him. And I'm it's sad, it's sad, no, it's as sad. soon as that judge hands over his conviction, his ass is gonna be on the next flight his out the country. They're gonna have all trash. that shit like He gotta go to he gotta go to New Zealand, Australia. His girlfriend is gone. His and baby she, gone. And she's like, she's yeah, she's struggling. I seen the Instagram post where she was just like, Y'all just pray for me. Wow. Gotta watch who you have kids with, y'all. Alrighty, so we're gonna get into our main topic of the week. Um, with it being um breast cancer awareness month starting in October next month, we thought it would be important, you know, to shed light on, you know, prevention, care, and all of that. So we have a special guest with us today. She's actually our first guest ever on Crown Conversation, the podcast. So we're extremely excited to have her. Her name is Annie Swatson, and she's the founder of Painted Pink Incorporated. So, Annie, you introduce yourself. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, I was born in Boston, raised in Florida, Tallahassee to be exact. Um, went to University of Central Florida, graduated from there, and shortly after that, I moved to Atlanta. And so I've been here for about, like, seven years. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's a little more about me. What else would you like to know? (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, with you having Painted Pink Incorporated, um, just explain to us what it is, what compelled you to start it, and just, you know, walk us through the whole process of, you know, the event that you guys have in October. Awesome. Okay, so Painted Pink is dedicated to educating millennials on breast health and also being a financial resource and support for black young women who are afflicted with breast cancer. Um, So it started off truly, I feel like as most organizations are, 
where it's from a personal experience and or you see that there's a problem and you're not really seeing any solution, so you realize you must be the solution. So for me, I was 22, and I went to my gynecologist, and um, for most women out there, you know, your PCP or your gynecologist should definitely do not only um, when they're checking your stomach and, you know, all areas of your body for physical, they definitely should check your breasts as well to make sure there's no lumps. And so they were just doing a regular breast check, and they found a lump on my left side as big as like an almond. And so they immediately wanted me to go do a biopsy and I went and did it and they came back benign. But then ironically, the next year after that, I could feel that the lump was getting a little bit bigger and actually really started to hurt. So when I went back, you know, to ask, hey, you know, I know we've done a biopsy to like cancel out that it's not cancerous. What else can we do? And that's when it became very uh, push to the side. Oh, you're really young. You're only 23. Don't worry about it. Just take some, you know, Tylenol. It's nothing to worry about. And I just started getting very conflicted because at the end of the day, the pain, I didn't, I didn't understand why pain should just be uh, gone away with lots and lots of medication daily. That didn't even sound healthy to have that much medication. I wanted to get to the root of the issue. And so all the while of me just trying to figure out how to uh, subside this pain. Some days I even have to miss uh, my work. I just graduated and had a little nine to five job at Keller Williams. I found out my mom's youngest sister was diagnosed with triple me- triple negative breast cancer. Uh, this is the first introduction to breast cancer I had known on any side of my family. Um, my parents migrated from Ghana, West Africa honestly, 30 plus years ago, my dad came for school, my mom shortly followed after. And so, you know, being, I consider myself Ghanaian American, you know, we go back to Ghana every single year. Uh, There's always been this taboo when it comes to talking about health, you'll have elder relatives pass away, and it will be kind of hush hush of why. So this was you know, up in front center, very personal for me because I was thankful that I had known what she was going through and I I immediately felt immersed to help in some way. Uh, First was taking care of myself. I immediately sat down with my parents and said, since I'm not getting any really response from the doctors, I want to remove this lump. Um, I just don't feel comfortable. What if, because I know it's in our, our family now, it could grow. So we went and I got a lumpectomy. Um, we actually had to privately pay for it because the insurance dis- did not cover it because I was 23. Uh, they did not support me in that aspect, so I was very thankful for my parents. And so that is what we call like preventative measures. Um, and so I did that. And then when I was sharing with my line sisters, I am um, a Delta um, from UCF. Uh, and I told my friends, I told my family, it was kind of like a deer in headlights because they didn't really know how to Uh, relate, empathize, sympathize with what had happened. Um, It was just like this form. We didn't really talk about breast health. It was just something you don't really talk about your lady parts. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I just felt, uh, unbeknownst to me, I was just kind of walking in a naive, narrow road myself, but I knew there was something wrong there, right? Like why is a young woman not really known to advocate for their health, which is something I just did, and it, it made me feel so much better ironically when I removed the lump I felt much better and so that's what spiraled it I started just doing walks uh for like American Cancer Society just for my my auntie baby that's my mom's sister's name by God's grace she is breast seven years breast cancer free so we thank God for that 
Um, and then from there, you know, it just spiraled into me realizing I'm naturally a private person. I do really well, like intimate settings where I'll be very transparent and vulnerable, but just to like send a mass text of, Oh, by the way, I just had a surgery is not something I would do. <laughs> right. And so I decided, I don't know, you know, I, I really feel like I woke up one morning over the summer in 20. 14 and I was like I gotta do more like I'm doing all these walks I'm painting my nails pink the month of October and trying to get my friends to I'm donating to these huge multi-million dollar uh, organizations but I'm not seeing where the money's going I'm not seeing how it could affect our local community so I decided to do my first brunch at Mary Max Tea Room on Ponce um, downtown and I invited I said I was a, I'm a recruiter so I said I'm gonna invite my friends uh, please just come hear my story. And my intention was for me to just share my testimony of like what I found and what preventative measures look like and to urge young women to go get checked and to inspire them to just, you know, be more cautious of their bodies. And it turned out to that just through my connections with Delta, I was able to have a Sora come and like she, uh, she came, her name's Shonda Sabari McFadden. She came and told this huge testimony of her uh, surviving breast cancer. Not one room in the room, you know, not one eye in the room was dry. It was so intimate. It was so perfect. I had some black-owned businesses support. I ended up having 60 people there. And um, I only had intended for 30, but, you know, God really provided because I had a huge commission that month, so I was able to cover everything as I had promised. And my only charge for them was to share the, with more people. Afterwards, everyone was like, oh, we can't wait for the next one. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, the rest is history. We ended up becoming a 5-1-C-3. Now we're going into our sixth annual brunch this year. We've only gotten bigger. We range between 150 to 180 guests that come. We have a panel of six survivors speaking, all diagnosed in their 20s or early 30s. Uh, this year, we're adding a provider into there to go back to those preventative measures. Mm -hmm. And she's going to talk about her mother who was diagnosed um, with breast cancer and had it three times come back. And unfortunately, her mother passed. And she went and got genetically tested and found out that she has the mutation gene for breast cancer. And it was at a high percentage. So she could live her life in fear or she could remove her breasts. So she did what the, we call the Angelina Jolie effect, where Angelina Jolie did the same thing. She literally went and got a double mastectomy and then replaced her breasts with uh, implants. And that's exactly what uh, Larissa, do, uh, Larissa did, who is going to be one of our speakers this year. She came to the brunch last year, and it taken her a while to come back to breast cancer events because it reminded her it was a painful space for her mother of remembrance. But she was so empowered to be around black woman you know that looked like her that was sharing their stories and she was like you don't see this you crave for this and um i feel like that's why it, it's such a great marriage for painted pink of how we focus on young women who can live purposely pink and that lifestyle just means really taking care of themselves and taking care of the people around you and then the survivorship aspect of us financially taking care of them um and the caretakers because all of that your life drastically changes so Metro Atlanta, there's so much work to be done, but it's just so great um, to really understand when you can see the root of a problem, we can really all play our part. Wow. Your story is like amazing. Oh, thank you. Really amazing. Um, one of the things that really stuck out to me with your story, and I hear it more often than not, is that black people not just black women but black people when they go to the doctor and they express their concerns about certain things that they're feeling that aren't normal 
they're getting pushed to the side with absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I really, you know, want us to get to a point or I don't even want to say figure out, but it's good that people know their bodies enough to seek help elsewhere. Um, yes. This doesn't have anything to do with breast cancer, but like, you know, with Serena Williams, you know, when she, you know, was giving birth, you know, to her child after she had the, the child, she wasn't feeling normal and she knew that something was wrong, but they, you know, were like, no, you're just overreacting, you know, X, Y, Z, but come to find out she was having blood clots and had she not acted on it and demanded that she get the proper help or care, she could have died. Period. Woman's health. That's it. Black woman and woman's health. I don't, there's so much to uncover there from infertility to fibroids, to cysts, to childbirth, to breast lumps there's just so much to uncover it's crazy i think the i think the overall gist of people being actually afraid to go get their health Mm -hmm. checked is because they don't know they they think of money first oh i could say so much on that you're so right they think of money first and i'm a i'm like i'm i'm one of those people that will think of money first because you know, as a female, it's just like we have so much stuff to that we need to get checked. We got to go get the pap smears. We have to go get the mammograms. We have to go get, you know, the checkups. It's just so much stuff. So it's just like, okay, well, how are we going to pay for it? So, you know, I expressed that one time because um, birth control came into play. Which like, is expensive. Yeah, so birth control came into play around, I think I was like 19. And I was like, well, I knew I was having sex, but I knew I needed to get on birth control, too. So I was just like, okay, so how do I even do this? So the health department, people don't understand the health department, especially in a few of these small towns in a, a lot of these cities, you don't have to pay for some of the, the um, it's the word I'm looking for, some of the treatment that you receive. Like, you know, I walked out of the health department with like six months um, birth control. And I also at the same time walked out with a pap smear. And um, during my college years, I would go every year, as you're supposed to. And it's just like a lot of people get scared because it's like, oh, well, you need this documentation or you need this. Like, I don't have it, but you still can't deny me a check-in. So I think a lot of people get a little spooked when they realize, oh, I don't have insurance or, oh, I don't have this when it's a health department literally around the corner. Absolutely. Great point. The resources that are there for us to have that provided. Um, You know, unfortunately, what we see with some of the local hospitals that we help now, the demand for the uh, care packages that we provide for the, you know, the young black women that are uh, do find out that they are afflicted with breast cancer uh, to kind of alleviate the pains. We give like mastectomy pillows and um, you can lose your taste during chemo. So we come up with like, you know, so you can still have that soulful food that you do like, but in a healthier way. We come up with cookbooks. We created a whole journal that has black women's stories of how they told their, their jobs, how they told their children, um, things that got them through, uh, their favorite podcasts, movies, you know, anything while you're sitting there. Uh, so we kind of put together those care packages to give. And while we're giving those care packages, some of these local hospitals really shared the disconnect. Um, one thing that goes really back to what you're saying is, when they find out that they have breast cancer, not all of them come back for the treatment because of, oh, I can't afford this. You want me to take off work? How It's either my kids get to eat or um, 
I, I can't take off work. That means I don't have money to feed my children. I'm going to be okay. Or if I'm going to die, I guess I'm just going to die anyway. That's why our statistics are going so high because of that fear, because of not having the, the support, the added layer of support to be able to take off those days. But that's the reality of, you know, you know, the hardworking woman that may work in retail or the hardworking woman that may be in the serving business with, you know, restaurants mm. um, to, for some of our favorite foods, you know, that that's the reality. And then we wonder, oh, it's fine. Just, you know, not all, everyone has PTO like that. Mm. You know, um, some people are scared out of their mind living paycheck to paycheck. And even if they hear that they have something, uh, you know, if it's not even breast cancer, just something that could that needs to be addressed with some type of treatment they still may not come back. And I think that's the part that is hard for us to understand because that's that's what, where we're at in 2019. I also think that as a, as a man, like, and I can just speak personally for me, whenever I have a fear of, like, invasive procedures and getting things done, so I think the money aspect is definitely number one, but then also people being scared to find out, like, oh, I have this, and then, or just getting the procedure done, period. The fear of the unknown. Yeah, the fear, yeah, so I I want people, you know, to get into a space to where even though if they are scared to go, because the sooner that you can find out that you may have something, the more likely of a chance that it can be cured. Absolutely. And also want people to understand there is a huge myth that, oh, if you have breast cancer in your family, then you're absolutely, you know, more at risk. That's not necessarily true at all. Um, Every year we have multiple survivors that come as guests and that come as speakers that do not have breast cancer in their family and they're first the first ones to get it. Um, of course, there's still research trying to figure out if it's environmental or whatever the cases may be, but the whole genetic cause is not true anymore. So that's why you have to get yearly checked, get your blood work every single year. Now, I've, I don't know if this is a myth or not, or if you can like debunk it, is can men get breast cancer? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Wow, because I was ignorant to the fact I always thought like it was like very very slim to none that men can get breast cancer men have breast tissue women have breast tissue and so that's where the cancer can grow um yeah absolutely it's just I think you just hear less about it like exactly. some men, men just don't think they have breasts. <laughs> I'm not trying <laughs> to laugh about it but men just don't think they have breasts because when you hear the word breast you think oh that's what women have or you think of like cup size you think of like, you know, 32, 34. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a lot of times men don't understand that you have breasts, sir. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. when you get fat, they do look like titties. So <laughs> <Jenna. laughs> just saying. I mean, I, listen, this is a very serious subject, but I like, you know, we have to. We have to add lot. some lightness yeah. to it because it's so heavy. It is. Right. So um, personally speaking, I haven't had um, an experience with a, a breast cancer scare. Um, so thank you for, you know, sharing your testimony. Cause I know at 22, baby, I would have been crying, scared, don't know what to do. So I think personally, I haven't had like some close, a close relative, um, near me with, with the, with the diagnosis of such breast cancer. Like I've gone with my mom plenty of times though, cause you know, she's 65. 
So she goes to the doctor for anything. She stubbed her toe, and it's been hurting for three days. She goes to the doctor. But I think that also has a generational thing because older people, when they get their Medicaid and when they get those um, packages, those insurance packages, they go for for kicks and giggles sometimes. And I think young people, like I said, going back to piggyback off what I was saying, we don't go because, one, we don't even know how to even – select the insurance plan when we actually get the insurance benefits from our jobs. And I can also attest to that because that was just me two weeks ago. I'm like, I don't even know what, what am I getting? What What is all this? What is all this referral plan? What is all this? That's real. Yeah. Like what is all this 5,000 K intake outtake? It was just, I'm like, ma, what is this? And she, she broke it down. I was just like, oh, okay, well we can just pick that one. But a lot of times, we as millennials, we want jobs so bad. We want those benefits. But when it comes across our laps, we're like, it's like Jeopardy music. Like, we don't know what it is. But, I mean, at the same time, it's saving our lives. And it, we're just sitting on it and we're not going. And the copay may be like, what, $25, $30 at the least? Sometimes free for some people. So I've gone to doctor visits with my mom when she's actually had to have the mammogram. Because I think it's, what, every two years or every year that women are supposed to get mammograms? After 45. Yeah. So I'm going to the big machine, and she's like, oh, it hurts like hell. I'm just like, mm-hmm. well. But under 45, unless you have – everything's coding now, too. So we've been yeah. learning uh, – uh, Glow worked at Emory. Um, and so that was a huge blessing because when right. she was there, she was able to explain to us a lot about – uh, the coding and so she even showed me like for myself because I ended up having a couple scares after that as well that I do more biopsies and I was paying out of pocket she showed it's all about if you can the, the coding can help you get less that you're charged for so there's so much that they don't teach us right yeah. um that can really really alleviate some of the um, medical bills that we do get so I think I want to go off the brunch because you said you're six years in yes which is a great feat especially in atlanta um hosting brunches because some come and they fall off i'm not even gonna lie to you oh absolutely so because it's like a whole buzz trend yeah it's like, it's like trendy to, to keep you know the brunches so where like just give us details on that like i know it's it's called is it what's it it's called it's called the Painted Pink Brunch. Painted Pink Brunch. Yeah, so okay. we have a couple different programs. I'll let you guys know if you're not able to make this one. But, yes, October 20th at Piedmont at Greystone. So Piedmont Park has a couple different venues, yeah. and Greystone is one of them. And so it's going to be from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, on Sunday. So we're going to have, like, a Sunday fun day. Uh, the vibe is we always have a live music. This year we have Joy Black, uh, at Joy Black on Instagram if you want to check her out. Um, beautiful violinist where she plays like all of the the you know up-to-date music uh from r&b to hip-hop afrobeat she plays it all it's really really cool so you'll have that vibe you are introduced when you walk in with you know a cold glass of uh, mimosa of your juice liking and then you know it's your dressed uh, men and women come and like they're you know Sunday chic with uh, different pink attire. Okay. Uh, you sit down with your friends, and then you know we have a panel style, as I said, of the woman that were diagnosed in their twenties and early thirties, and we have specific questions uh, based around our theme. And this year, uh, our pillars are survive, support, educate, empower. So we're focusing on the the pillar empower this year, and so the theme is called pound in her work. So spelled like in. And then H-E-R, work. And so we're focusing on the inner work 
inner workings that you have to do to survive because we all have survived something. We want to just unify everyone from a survivor, a breast cancer survivor, to someone who's just survived trauma in their life, uh, survived loss in their life, survived rejection in their life, uh, survived mental health, whatever the case may be. We want everyone to relate and align when they leave so it doesn't feel so you know, it's like everyone leaves inspired and empowered in a call of action to do more when they leave. So we're really excited to showcase and demonstrate that when you guys come in. And so tickets can be at www.paintedpink.net. And uh, you also can check out our social media Instagram handle at Painted Pink, the number four BC, to see all of our uh, link tree links to get to the brunch and tickets. They're going to be sold for another two weeks. So yeah, I mean it's dope. I, I'm not even. It's, it's, it's you know it's 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 awesome. And then you know your money is going to us putting together these care packages. So if we're not able to make the brunch, we're going to have a purposely uh, clean eats event where we have Chef Brianna. Um, she is a dope black queen who is you know amazing at our culinary skills and so we're gonna have a luncheon with her uh, november 2nd which is a sunday excuse me november 3rd which is a sunday and she's going to really demonstrate how we can eat clean because again men and women we need to be making better choices there's a lot of stigmas around oh food is too healthy food is expensive so she's going to show us cheap ways to eat very clean um so that's another event that we do that goes under our pillars of just like educate so take care of yourself uh, then if you know you want to see where your money is really going in, in helping the community, we're going to have a huge volunteer event where we put the care packages together. And then those are the care packages that we take to the hospitals. We try to get those out at least twice a year. So we do two huge shipments and we do, um, you know, we have a myriad of different connections that we use with our healthcare providers to support that. And so we love to have an open space, like a volunteer event for people to do that. You remember in college how we all used to like volunteer and do community service? Yeah. I feel like you kind of lose sense of that when you're in your day to day, nine to five entrepreneurship, whatever you're doing. And so we love to have different opportunities for people to be able to do that versus always like, oh, pay for this. You know, it's like, here's what you've paid for. And this is how, again, you're effectively helping your local community and you see where your money is going right in front of you. And so we don't have a date for that yet, but it'll definitely be this winter time. So I'll definitely let you guys know. So you guys hopefully can come out too. Yeah. Um, well, you can sign me up for the brunch. Ooh, I'll yes. And my paint. Yeah, so I actually went to the brunch, I think it was maybe a year or two ago at the gathering spot. Ooh, yes, you did 2017. Yeah, okay, I went there. What were there. your thoughts from yeah. a man's perspective? I want to hear everything. Yeah, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. The food, the vibe, the music, and everything was good. But also the educational piece was awesome as well, like hearing the different stories of, you know, like the survivors and how they overcame and, you know, the things that they do day to day um, as far as, you know, trying to stay healthy and all of that. It's an awesome event. So I'm not just plugging the event. I didn't just have Annie on here just to promote and public an event that I know nothing about. I've actually supported and been to it. So if you guys can make it out, it'll be very good. It's a life-changing experience just to hear what people have to go through you know with dealing with breast cancer and the different types of treatment and things like that and to speak on the event that you guys are going to be having on november 3rd as far as eating clean it's i'm a big like a big advocate for trying to eat as well as i possibly can because i know that your diet is pretty much a direct correlation with your health yep and i really you know want like 
people my age, younger and even older people, you know, to try and do better with their diet. I know it's not always easy. It's not always affordable as well. So that's good that you guys are having that event so people can learn different tips and different ways on how they eat clean, but in, in an affordable way. Because I know that's a big, big thing. Because when I go to the grocery store and I'm looking at, you know, organic or non-GMO things versus the things that, you know, have all these pesticides and chemicals in them, like, it's a significant price difference. Absolutely. And you can see why, like, it's just so messed up, like, how the world is, like. It's awful. Like, how the stuff that's so horrible for you to eat is the cheapest. Yep. And the stuff that that you should be eating is so expensive. Like, I, you know, have been trying to, you know, um, get my parents to change their eating habits, you know, because they are getting older. Like my mom and dad are 62. Now my mom, she, you know, she's done different things and changing her diet and things like that. You know, she's very receptive to the information that I give her. She does research on it. And, you know, also she hears certain things and, you know, has made a conscious effort to change. Now my dad, he's a little bit more difficult. No, but think about it. that's that's where the generational shift is, right? Yeah. And that's how we have to break those generational curses, not to get so deep, but that's really what it is. We are the ones, you know, right now, the children who are breaking and renouncing all the things that have come against our family from hypertension to cholesterol to strokes, mm-hmm. all types of heart diseases, because that's what affects black people in general the most. Um, and it starts off with introducing new foods to our parents and our grandparents and our aunties and uncles to to eat better because it's harder for them to put that in their head above 50 right but for us you know majority of us you know you know better it's just like are you going to do better Mm -hmm. but that's why there's farmers market and atlanta we're super you know lucky to have so many and no matter what city you guys are in there's definitely farmers markets you can get so much chicken and all types of produce and vegetables there for much cheaper um because you know every city has a kroger you know um but there there's options but it's all about, are you going to do the research? Just from, are you going to do the research with insurance? Are you going to do the research with food? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do the research with finding the right uh, primary care physician? Again, um, we're lucky in this city, you get to pick. If you want someone to look like you, you can. I wanted a black gynecologist that was a woman, and I was able to find it with a, a finger, snap fingers. Like there's, I wish we could, we could look it up real quick. I know there's a website you can type in to like find like I know there's like w.blacktherapist.com, but I know there's other websites of like finding black physicians if that's something that's important to you. That's something that's very important to me. Um, as far as, like every, my dentist is black. Great. <laughs> my physician is black. Like I'm very dead set on that, just because I feel like when you have a physician or whoever that you go to that's supposed to be taking care of you and they look like you, I mm. feel like they have, um, they're more inclined to look out for you and go that extra mile for you. And like where I'm from, I'm from Delaware. So where I'm from, like the physicians and all of that type of stuff, it's predominantly it's a predominantly white area. I'm sure, yeah. So, and my father, he has MS. Oh. Yeah, so. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, he manages it very well, Amen. very well. So I'm very, very thankful for that. But I just know, and he's so like uh, hard headed, like a brick. I'll be like, if you guys were to come down here, I know that you will receive better medical attention, better medical care. Cause I just feel like it's just better here. You have more access to black doctors and um, information that is sometimes withheld because the, the health field is a, is a money game. 
they're not going to provide you with as much information as they can or as they should because it's all about the dollar. And it shouldn't be like that. But unfortunately, that's the world that we live in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Anything else that we need to talk about? I just want to make sure that while we have you, you know, we cover everything. I think, you know, if you leave with anything, um, check us out, as I said, um, our www.paintedpink.net. Um, our website to just see everything is www.paintedpink.org. Um, Instagram, paintedpink, the number four, BC. But takeaways, uh, you only get one life. You only get one body. And don't wait until you see people around you maybe being afflicted with certain things before you feel compelled to do something for yourself. And also don't go off of your family history to think, oh, we have a great bill of health. I'm fine. You know, we are not. Cancer does not discriminate. And you should not live in a a place of fear of the unknown. But being proactive looks like you every day making a conscious effort from what you put into your body and what you do to produce better space for yourself to be the best self that God created you to be. It will evolve over time and you'll just be able to see uh, it will motivate you to want other people to feel that way as well. And so I just charge everyone here to if you've not done your annual this year, men or women, go do it. And if you know you have a family member, a best friend, even a coworker that just is funny about doctors, maybe they had a bad experience, maybe they just have a true fear, go with them. Do you know how compelling it would be if you can, if you asked a couple people a few times, oh, have you gone? Have you gone? No, no, no. And you don't know why they're not putting it off. Now you can do 7 a.m. appointments. So you don't have to miss work for real if that's the issue. Hey, I'll go with you. You don't know that could save a life. All jokes aside, you just taking the time to be there for someone in a space of them checking on themselves and getting that blood work, getting those physicals. And so be that person that you'd want someone to be for you because, you know, we have to continue to share our testimonies um, within the test of time. And sometimes you have to share our testimonies even in the, the space where we're waiting on God to show us um, what's next because there's been so many areas in my life where it was pending but I still stood in my purpose and spoke because I knew that it would evoke something within other people, a light within them to want to do something for themselves as well. And that's all we can do as humans, you know? Um, nothing is ever gonna be perfect. One season of your life when things are looking good, one area is looking a little hazy, you know? And, um, you know, I have a, you know, I have family members too that have uh, illnesses as well. And it, it, that has really pushed me on top of, you know, the things that I've gone through with my women's health to want to always know how I can help other people because some people, just like what you mentioned with your family, have to think about it every single day. And um, as we cover them through, you know, what trials and tribulations they have to go through, majority of them, their spirits are so high because they know how thankful they are for when they have good days. So we just can't take that for granted in any way, form, or fashion. I absolutely agree. Um, And I think that's a great note to end on. I really appreciate you, you know, for coming um, to the podcast and actually shout out to, you know, Gloria Mason as well for reaching out. Yeah, reaching (laughs) out to um, us and, you know, wanting, you know, Painted Pink to, you know, be promoted on this platform. So I'm just so very thankful that, you know, Glow and um, Annie trusted us, you know, just to promote um, Painted Pink. And I can't wait to actually come to the event, support you guys. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. This is a really fluid, natural conversation, and I know we're going to reach some people with this, so I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. Thank you again. Bye. Man, that was 
a dope ass conversation. Yeah, it was. It shed a lot of light on breast cancer because I like the part where like the men thing, men not knowing yeah. that they have breast. Yeah, I feel like men in general, when it comes to health, just stubborn. Like my dad, stubborn and hard headed. Oh yeah. Cause Crazy. it's funny because I still like I will I will call my mom my mama and be like, Can you make me a doctor's appointment? I told you about that shit too. I don't care. <laughs> get, listen, that lady get shit done. I'm okay. I'm, I'm getting up out of it. I'm gonna do it my own. But just yeah, don't judge me. So yeah, guys, just make sure that you get checked. That you get checked for everything. Everything, because I know with men, it can be like the procedures are so invasive. Like getting your prostate checked Ooh. and all of that, like colonoscopies and all this. Wait, is it colonoscopy? Colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, colonoscopy. Yeah, I just know that it's just so invasive and most men be like, I'm I mean, scared. But we have to get pap smears. So that pap, pap prostate it's, check. It's different. It's different. They just have to go up your butt, right? You got to cough, right? I don't like, know because I haven't gotten it done yet, but I know the colonoscopy is a little bit more invasive. I know they it's have a bit to go in your a- your anus. Yeah, but with yeah. stuff up, they're like yeah, because they flushing you out. Yeah, yeah, bro. I don't know. Okay, but I know with the prostate, I feel like it's like they put like yeah. two fingers yeah, up yeah, your yeah. butt and you got to cough. Yeah. Okay, imagine having like a metal thing that you have to separate. If y'all don't go get y'all prostate checked and stop complaining. Yeah, but yeah, I just think. Like, as Annie was saying, like, just like in the black community, it's just like generational curses and yeah. things that we're always, that pray you always hear it. say, pray about it. I'm a t- Ain't nothing wrong with you. I'm going to use my herbs. And you see what happened with Big Mom when she was using her herbs, she had her leg chopped the fuck off. Yeah, because thyroid issues running my family. Yeah. So, my mom would be like, I, I ain't nothing wrong with you. No, sis. I'm going <laughs> to go get this thyroid check because y'all not finna be having me looking crazy. <laughs> Nah, um, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get into our king and queen of the week. Do we have a king and queen of the week this week? So. I don't think so. I, you told you shut my queen down because I was going to say Megan Stallion. Yeah, we already again. shot at Megan. Megan and I shut you I down with, your, with what not, you thought that you was going to do. So, so <laughs> we, you know what? This week, it'll just be an awareness week yes. with breast cancer. Yes. Nothing has happened that we are aware of where the queens, the king and queens. queens of the week are the women that have survived breast cancer. Absolutely. Let's do that. We'll do that. Let's do that. And the kings that have survived breast, breast cancer, cancer too. any type of cancer scare. Right. But yeah, absolutely. Those are the king and queens of the week. That's it. The survivors of cancer and breast cancer. Yeah, I like that. Awesome. Because you thought you was going to get up on this mic. Oh, before we do close. <sighs> I don't even know what you about to say. Before we close. I do want to congratulate my friends on getting engaged. Shout out to Rotimi to pro- for proposing to Rakaley Johnson. I am happy and excited for them. He proposed to her on Saturday in Arizona during his birthday celebration. So just a quick shout out to the class of 2008 and Rattlers and Black Love in general. So shout out to y'all. And shout out to class 09 because it's our 10-year homecoming. How about that? No, for thank, congratulations to Timmy and Ricky. What's her name? Rikaley. Rikaley. I don't listen. I don't. Rikaley. Dog. Congratulations. Okay. We moving on from that. You about to shout out. Do you want to go down that road? Because, baby, listen, we, I do was want, just about you, to tell you, did you want to go down the road that you was going to go do down? You, do but you, you want to go down the road with 09? No, I don't want to go down the road I know with you 09. don't. 
Don't don't worry about my class. Don't worry about it. This this shit ain't got nothing to do with you. You y'all and that's the problem. No, it ain't no damn problem. I'm not gonna go back and forth with you about my class and what we got going on. Don't worry about it. Damn, Jetta. Don't you know I'm having full restraint. Don't worry about it because it ain't got nothing to do with you. Y'all already did what y'all had to do last year. Irrelevant. We done. That's, that, that's your problem. No. Y'all think we irrelevant. If y'all would have reached out to us, we would have helped y'all. We didn't reach. We didn't. Even what reach I heard out to is y'all. y'all having a little bit of a problem. That's but fine. We, we, and what we, I heard was y'all class was full of promoters, and that's the only reason why y'all got the shit that y'all got done in a, in a, in a great amount of time. And, and look at what we did. And that's fine. Look at the material. Congratulations. Look at the material. Baby, I'm looking at that shirt right look now. Look at the material. I'm looking at that shirt right now. Do you have your shirt? Raggedy. Do you have your shirt? I, I'm about to get it. Which which version? I, I got mine custom made, baby. I got mine custom made. Don't you worry about me. I got mine custom. Made. Oh, you, oh, you got a custom made shirt? <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Next. See y'all at home coming class 09. Thank you. And congratulations to Timmy and Rakayla. Alrighty, y'all. Y'all have a great week. We hope that you guys enjoyed um this episode, you know, with awareness and all of that. And have a good one. We out. Bye. Bye.